What's up, everybody? It is me, Penguin Rage, and we are actually live on Twitch right now, celebrating our 12-hour stream, celebrating one year of Twitch with Penguin Rage. I got Professor B behind me with the invisible shirt that says Lucio on the front. It's got the Lucio face on the front. So, floating head. Yeah, but what we're actually doing is... We're recording our next episode of the Games Reloaded podcast. I know we've had a hiatus for a few weeks, but things are crazy. Life is fun. You know how it goes. But we wanted to make sure we came here during our live stream to record this episode where we're going to discuss our top games of 2016. There was a lot of good ones. There were some bad ones. They are big. They are small. They're all of the above. So we want to get into it. So, Brian... You know, what do you think? How did, how did you, before we actually go into the list, what did you think of 2016 and the games that came out? 2016 was a really interesting year for myself because in the past, I've historically been someone that just kind of sees a game, it has some hype, and I purchase it rather quickly. Um, you know, I, I don't really focus too much on about it. I kind of get excited, and there's games then that I'll still put the full time into them, but there's some that, you know, really I, I, I'll i maybe just do one run through and that's kind of the end of it. But this was the first year where I kind of was like, it's a little bit more laid back in that if I'm going to purchase a game, I want to make sure that I'm going to devote my time to it and make sure that I'm going to give it my full attention. So this was probably in regards to the total number of games I've played in a year, the lowest I've had maybe ever. I'm not sure, uh, 100% for sure, but um, it's been... It's been an interesting one, nonetheless, and I'm. I, it, it finished off great. I think uh, one of my favorite games that I think I'll be playing for a very long time now came out this year, and um, yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty good one. It's been again, like I said, a very different kind of setting than I've had in the past. That um, it was a, a focus of a few games rather than you know playing through a bunch. Oh, I mm, see some more smite. people jumping in the chat. So I want you guys to also prepare. We're going to engage with you guys as we go down our top 10 games of 2016. I want you guys to make sure you have your favorite games of 2016 ready to talk about as well. And guys, just so that everybody else out there that is live streaming and watching us right now, or if you are listening to the podcast on YouTube and stuff after the fact, we are how many hours into our stream right now, Brian? What time is it? Seven o'clock. Seven. We started at one, so we're six we hours. We started in. at two. Started at two. We're five hours and five minutes in. We're five hours, five minutes in, which that means six hours, fifty-five minutes to go. Yeah. So we still have seven hours to go on our twelve-hour marathon stream tonight. So it's making it a little crazy, but I got this here at Madrina's Coffee. That's you know keeping me through. <laughs> All right. So I'm. What, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go one by one from the bottom up and discuss each game on the top ten list of 2016? It's it's up to you. Sure, we can do that, and you can probably start with yours, and then I'll kind of add on to it because I think you're going to have a lot more to say than I think I will. Kind of preemptive of what I've just mentioned, and that mine's been a lot more focused on a few games rather than playing a wide variety. But so. you have ten games, right? I have eight. <laughs> okay, so I'll, we'll go down the list like we normally would doing. Yeah, yeah. But we'll start at number ten for me. So number ten for me is actually the Last Guardian. Um, the Last Guardian just came out on PS4 just a couple weeks ago, beginning of December. Um, the game's been in development for over 10 years. It's kind of been one of those. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I get into that, let me preface this with I have not played every game. I have not played the new Call of Duty. I have not played Dishonored 2 yet. I have not played Watch Dogs 2 yet. I have not played Titanfall 2 yet. So there's... Sneeze. Uh-oh. Jesus. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> that just happened. Um, so there's a lot of big AAA games that I have not played yet. Final Fantasy 15, uh, games like that. So they obviously did not make my list because I've not played them yet. Um, but there are a lot of great, great games here. So I'm just going to start with that. I will get to those games. Like tonight, we're starting Watch Dogs 2 from the beginning. However, uh, you know, obviously they couldn't make my list because I have not been able to play them all. So like I said, Last Guardian uh, is number 10 for me as that game came out. And with it being in development for so long and almost at a laughable point um, to where it's more like it's a joke. Is this game ever going to come out? Is it ever going to exist? Much like Final Fantasy 15, the expectations were exponentially high. I don't think it was necessarily ever going to meet anybody's expectations however it came out and the reviews were good they were all like eight and nines i think it exceeded a lot of people's expectations the game is frustrating the game is a pain in the ass but that's actually with intent they developed the ai of the of trico which is the giant dog looking thing to actually be like a real animal where it's not going to respond to you 100 percent of time it's going to be stubborn it's going to be a pain in the ass um and the ai is actually very very smart in that regard so um, I enjoy the game. It's one of those as frustrating as it fucking can be with the puzzles and everything. It rewards you. So when you do finish something, you feel good about it. And, and uh, you have that connection with Trico. Um, so number 10 for me, Last Guardian. So as I kind of mentioned, I was limited in the number of games I played this year. So my list actually only has eight of which because I only played eight of which games this year. Well, don't don't go then. Well, what I was going to say then, I, I won't go first then. I, I'm just going to preface something of that. I have written down three games that I have purchased, I have ready to go. I just have not had the ability to play yet just oh, because okay. of time. And it's, I know, 2016 is already passed, I guess. But these were games that did come out in 2016 that will probably, you know, place on my list after I play them. And so the, the first one that I had there was The Last Guardian. I think that's a game I'm quite excited for. I have, I just haven't been able to sit down because it's one of those games that I don't want to start at 1230 in the morning. It's I want to start it, you know, at two or three in the afternoon and have a few hours to kill on it. Uh, the next one is Dishonored 2. Again, it's very much a game that I didn't play the first one, but um, I'm very excited to because looking through uh, like, you know, other Twitch streamers and whatnot who are playing it's it, it seems very exciting. It seems like the type of game that I'll like the the kind of you know the the spell mixed with the, the you know weaponry things like that it seems very exciting. And the last one is Robinson: The Journey. Mm -hmm. It'll be the uh, like the really the third VR game that I'll be sitting down and having a full um, you know experience with. But it's the one I'm probably most excited for of all the ones that I've had. But again, especially even with VR, probably the only thing that's difficult with VR is that when you want to play it, you got to be able to ready, you got to be ready to play it for probably a few hours just because, you know, you got to have the setup, things like that. I, again, have not quite had the time to do it yet, but it was a game that came out in 2016 that I'll probably be playing maybe tomorrow or something. I just haven't been able to yet. So yeah, you do number nine and then uh, and I can start eight. Okay, cool. So my number nine is actually kind of controversial because um, if you would have asked me about this game, uh, a few months ago, closer to when it came out, I would have said this was have easily been one of my top five games, but um, The Division. So The Division is my number nine. Reason being is the game was spectacular. When it first came out, we were all addicted to it. I played the living shit out of it. It was awesome, awesome fun. We were playing co-op with everybody else online. We're powering through it. Um, just honestly, everything was great. Um, however, the game hit a wall as soon as you hit the max level 
the online shit became broken. They tried to come in and change everything. It just made it so messy. I think it broke at some point too. I, it's just one of those where it fell off a map. So that's why it's lower on the list. But I made sure it did make my list because the game did give me countless hours of fun and was addicting as living shit. But it fell off a map. And unfortunately, there are other games that kept my attention longer or they weren't supposed to keep you longer. And, uh, um, you know, it, once I was done with the experience, I was glad to walk away. So I'll add to that, actually. I literally just did write it in as actually my nine. And that is kind of telling us something of that in my case, was the exact same as his, is that I think we played it nonstop for about two weeks. We hit that max point. We tried to do the whole online thing, but it was just too frustrating, too annoying. They hadn't balanced it very well. I stopped it, and I had I don't think I have turned the game on since that. And apparently there was a big update, I think a matter of just a few weeks ago, that really, really kind of changed people's thoughts with it, and that everyone, like, people were encouraging people to go yeah. back and play it again just because... Apparently, it is very exciting. They have fixed a lot of the problems. They've added things that, you know, apparently things spawn more, things like that. Oh, boy. I guess Montreal scored again. Yeah, they did. Um, But it it was very fun. I very much did enjoy the experience. Got to that maximum level or whatever. It was just... I can't put it any higher than 9 because, again, uh, of a game that I spent, you know, $60 on this year, it's probably the one I got my least amount out of. Just in regards to... I enjoyed it, but like a game like that, you, you got to be able to play it for more than two weeks. It was supposed to be the Destiny killer, if everyone remembers. Yeah. It was supposed to be the one that everyone who was tired of Destiny and it was going to come and take over Destiny, it didn't do that at all. So. Uh, and with that being said, guys, uh, with the new update that just came out with The Division, any of you guys in the chat, make sure you t- chime in and let us know if uh, you got back in the Destiny or anybody's still playing it. Um, okay, so number eight. Uh, number eight for me is actually a PlayStation VR game. It is Rigs. Rigs um, Machine Combat League. Uh, excuse me, burping. <clears throat> uh, I, 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 it's hard to even say because the VR stuff, first and foremost, is so new and fresh. And the technology is brand new that it's really hard to jump out and do anything crazy, crazy. However, um this game has that competitive thing. It's a multiplayer game where you're playing online against other people in their VR headsets and the controls are so smooth and fluid and it runs great. It just feels good. It's fun as living hell too. It's it's like a sports game. It's esports. It's however you want to put it where you have your, your standard stuff. Capture the flag, just most kills. Um, and, and the ones where you actually have to drop a ball like through a hoop type of thing at the center or you person carries a thing and falls through it. Um, it's just an addicting, very fun game. I encourage more people to go get it as more people pick up PlayStation VR headsets if they start getting in stock again. Um, it's it's a great game. I leave it at that. Yeah, my my number eight, uh, just oddly enough, is also a VR game. It's not that one. I haven't tried Rigs. It's a uh, Job Simulator. Mm. It was the first game that I bought. I bought for um the PlayStation VR. It's like what I got when I, when I got the actual device, it's very fun and it's a very good game to get you into the VR experience because it's not challenging. It's not, you know, it's just following basic instructions. It's a job simulator, you know? Um, but it was a really cool first game to get into. And that the first time you put the headset on and you look around, it's like, wow, here is a cabinet or here's something I can actually bend down and look and see stuff on the bottom shelf or in the bottom of the refrigerator or whatever. 
it was a really cool experience at first and uh, again if you're a trophy hunter it was rather easy uh, platinum to go get too so uh, it's a fun game all the VR games right now are a bit overpriced just because the market for them is smaller so they have to price them higher so can I justify it being I mean I think I got it, it was 30 bucks not really it's a game that if it wasn't a VR game I wouldn't spend more than maybe 10 or 15 dollars for um, but you know it, it's it's a fun one it, it really immerses you into the VR stuff and it was a good first game for me to try out definitely um, so my number seven is actually uh, one we tried to play earlier um, and I haven't actually done any of the multiplayer stuff so my vote on this is strictly based on my experience with the single player and that is uh, Battlefield 1 uh, Battlefield 1 is in World War 1 time time frame um, came from EA again at a very busy time of year, so I think a lot of people may have missed out on it. Um, you know, whether they went with Call of Duty or Titanfall or something like that. But uh, Battlefield 1 is absolutely gorgeous. It's actually spectacular. I'm playing it on the PS4 Pro in 4K. Um, it's unbelievable. The story that you get the connection where it's based on real-life events. Um, there's small little segments rather than a complete campaign. Um, but it's nice and refreshing to where you come and go as you please and you're not feeling lost or uh, out of where you wh where you were, that sort of thing. Uh, but the game plays amazing, sounds amazing, looks amazing. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous game from top to bottom. And I haven't even touched the multiplayer yet, which everyone talks about being awesome, which we probably will play tonight for the final hour um, if the stupid download thing uh, fixes itself. So Battlefield 1. do that right now. Oh yeah, we should. <laughs> all right. Well, Brian okay. talks. My uh, my number. Well, he moved all my discs again. So oh, fuck. All right, talk for a second. Hi, we're talking. Who all? Who all's still out there in the oh, chat? Everybody's Skyrim. going real quiet. Yeah, I need Skyrim and I need Battlefield. We've gone very quiet, guys. All right, Brian. All right, my number seven is a game that I've only put a few limited hours on, and it's only been at this location here. I actually haven't even purchased yet, but I'm planning on it. Is Overcooked. Uh, it's a game that I've watched more than I probably played at this point, but from the limited time that I have played for it, it is exactly the type of game that I obsess about and I will play way too much about. So it reminds me, not in gameplay sense, but just of an arcadey feel of like Rezogun, and that's the game, like one of the first games I ever, or I think that is the first game I ever platinumed. And, uh, it's just, it's a it's a couch you know co-op game that requires a bunch of teamwork and it makes you want to kill each other especially when you're playing it with your brother but it's unbelievably fun and it's just those types of games that are just you know arcadey that i mean i'm not trying to say remind you of going into the arcade of playing a game but it's it reminds you that you do play a video game you always get you get stuck a lot of times which i'm not saying stuck but the most common thing now that I play is a lot of the story-driven games. And every once in a while, it's fun to sit down, probably why I've enjoyed Overwatch so much, is to sit down and remind yourself, like, we still do play video games, and there are some that don't need a story. They just will make you have a great time playing a game, if that's a fair way to phrase it. And you know what? That might even go up more on the list as I play it more and more, but it's, it's, it's a great one. All right. Well, that's definitely true. So... My number six is one that we talked about before. And actually, it technically probably shouldn't qualify. Um, but I don't give a shit. I'm going to throw it on here anyway because it came out on Xbox One last year. But it didn't come out uh, until on PlayStation 4 until this year. Yeah. So I'm holding it as its own. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, that one's my number six. 
uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is absolutely spectacular, gorgeous, amazing story, voice acting, gore, uh, visuals, everything. It's an amazing game. Um, it would be higher on the list if just some of these other ones just weren't so damn good in, in themselves. So uh, I got to hand it to uh, the guys at Crystal Dynamics and uh, Square Enix on uh, the Tomb Raider reboot um, from a few years ago and then this one being the sequel. Uh, amazing game, wonderful game. Uh, we streamed, I think, like literally almost all of it here on Twitch. Uh, one where everybody gets behind it, really enjoys it. Um, so Tomb Raider, lots of fun. Rise of the Tomb Raider, definitely worth checking out. Even if you played on Xbox, I'd get the one on PS4 as it comes with all the DLC. It has a virtual reality mode to it um, that I have not played yet, but lots and lots of good stuff. My next one, uh, even though it's number six, it's a disappointment because in previous years, this is the type of game that would have been, you know, if any, if you guys know me, and I mean, we've been doing this for a little bit now, I was crazy about Destiny. And I think I still will be, but I'm not right now. I actually, it's this is by far the longest I've ever gone of not turning on Destiny. I didn't yeah. even participate at all in the dawning. It's just my desire for it has completely dissipated and i think it might be good because it'll allow for me to build the hype up again for when destiny 2 comes out but my number six is destiny rise of iron i still can't leave it off the list just because i did have a lot of fun with it um the the new um not the raids but the strikes were fun um it, it was still a good time they added in a little bit more competitiveness to um you know multiplayer they focused on you know uh, the uh, Iron Banner, so it, it was cool. It was just, it came out around the same time as Overwatch, and this, to me, was the Destiny killer that, you know, the Division wasn't. Um, Overwatch, now being different, I don't know how much it pulled away the user base from there, but I just, I, was getting, I wasn't getting the fun out of it that I had in previous stuff, and to the point of where, uh, you know, there's the grind that you have to go through to get uh, in, into the raid, into the um, the raid, and I could never get myself motivated to get to that point. So I never actually did complete the raid, and it's the first one of all of them that I didn't complete within the, a reasonable time. Whenever it came out, I mean, the Taking King was probably the longest one that I didn't complete once it launched. But that was just because it took me seven or eight attempts before we finally did this one. I never even tried. Just the the, the yeah the the I desire for it went down. It was it was. Well, it's, the, it's, it's, it's destiny, the amount but of grind it, you have to put into yeah. it to get back into and the I, game, and, and it's like, what's it merit? Especially when we all hear that Destiny 2 is coming, uh, apparently, and that it's not going to carry over any of your shit. So it's just kind of like, well... Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, and that's not so much the deterrent for me. I mean, I, we suspect that for Destiny 2, but the, the deterrent to me was just the... They, they did so well with the Taken King and introducing new things, but this just wasn't justified for $30 was my big thing of that there was new strikes but the raid I mean if anyone else follows closely whenever the new raids launch they obviously do the race to see who's going to be world's first and I think the the taking king raid um was it was something like seven and a half hours and they there was a team that was able to do this one like blind in like an hour and five minutes and that's kind of a sign of anything like that's that's I not. I thought it was longer than that. No, it was literally like an hour and five or an hour and fifteen or something. It was hardly an hour. Um, how long it took for them to beat that raid initially? And I mean that that was disappointing right off the bat. I mean, not that you know I would be able to do it in that time, but it was just there's a lot of excitement in that these things are very mysterious or whatever. And I don't know. It's it's uh, 
I, I, I'm very excited for Destiny 2. I want that to be laid out there, but I haven't played the game in quite some time, and I don't think I probably will until the second one comes out at this point. Fair enough. All right, into the top five. I'm on number five right now, and that one for me is Overcooked. Um, I know Brian talked about it um, quite a bit, so I'm not going to dive too much into it. You we're, played it a lot more than me, too. Yeah, I've played a lot of it. Uh, we're actually going to play that next. That's the next segment. So in 40 minutes, Stephanie's coming in here, and we're going to be playing Overcooked. So that'll be lots of fun. Uh, Overcooked is, like you said, just a very simple game. Like, it reminds you that it is a video game. It's back to the roots of cooperative, uh, cooperative. couch co-op playing the game with each other you have to really work together to actually accomplish these goals and without trying to kill each other strangle each other like physically next to each other because the game's so fucking frustrating because you're trying to perform simple tasks requires a ton of teamwork tons of teamwork but it's simple tasks yet it can be one thing throws it off and you're like what the fuck were you doing so number five for me is overcooked snuck up on me my number five again is something he already previously mentioned was battlefield one uh the campaign was very different than kind of what I expected just because I actually haven't played I was trying to think about it like a single player first person shooter campaign in quite some time just because I kind of got burned out of first person well other than I guess if you count destiny so I'm meaning of Call of Duty or the Battlefield thing I haven't really played one very in-depth in quite some time uh, and I wasn't even sure if I was gonna get Battlefield 1 but I ended up doing it when it came on sale and I've liked it a lot it's uh it's definitely probably the prettiest game uh, that I'm playing currently, other than maybe, I guess, Uncharted previous. Um, but it's it's really fast, or it's really fun, and it's it's really, again, kind of going back into that, uh, going back to the roots of, like, what do you like about games, and it's really fun to kind of go back into just a crazy, and Battlefield is the definition of a crazy first-person shooter, in that there's tanks, there's giant blimps, there's metal trains going by, all that stuff that just makes it very exciting, and, um, I've liked it quite a bit. It's been a lot of fun, and excited to play more of it, too. Awesome. Well, and reminder to everybody out there, uh, Overcooked is our next segment that we're going to play. Um, and right before we go into that segment, we're doing our next giveaway. We're giving away a copy of Dead Rising 4 on the Xbox One. So, <coughs> Tobacco. so make sure you're, you're sticking around uh, and all that good stuff. Oh, what's up, Twisted Knight? Thanks for being here. That Gallant Gamer love, you guys are awesome. We are currently recording the, uh, the Games Reloaded podcast, and we're going over our top 10 games of 2016. I'm about to hit my number four. So, uh, like you guys, uh, Casey Lounge just said, I agree, most first-person sh stories are kind of shoehorned in, but uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, but this battlefield was awesome. Um, so my number four is Ratcheting Clank. So, yeah, yeah, the old Ratchet and Clank. Add that to my list of games I'm going to play but haven't yet. Yeah, so Ratchet and Clank came out as a budget title. I believe it was only $40 yeah. or $30 or something like that when it came out on PS4. It's basically a reimagining of the original, but my God, is it gorgeous. It looks spectacular on next gen. Um, and it's once again, it's one of those games where we're talking about Battlefield and Call of Duty and all these killing games and, you know, first person shooters and everything like that. Ratchet and Clank is the complete opposite. It's cartoon. It's like Pixar-like. The writing and the voice acting is spectacular and funny. It's comedic. It was a game I could play. And my girlfriend was into it and watching it and everything like that. And the controls are simple yet challenging. And it's just a fun pick-up-and-play game. So, um, yeah, that's that's that's. What else can I say? Ratchet and Clank's awesome. Uh, it was cool to go out and see the movie as well. I know the movie didn't quote-unquote 
review very well in the, the Rotten Tomatoes and uh, I don't know how well it did in the box office, but I enjoyed it. I know my girlfriend enjoyed going to see it. It's a lighthearted Pixar type movie um, that you could play at home and continue on. So I really enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. So I got to just start with saying that my one, two, three, and four are all, excuse me, two, three, and four are all extremely close. Number one is on a whole nother tier of itself, but two, three, and four are very close. Uh, but four is still defined as four, and that one's actually Pokemon's uh, Moon. Uh, I know this is a game that you didn't play at all, I don't think, right? Now look at that face. He didn't get it at all. Nintendo? Nintendo? Yeah, no, this was, uh, I... Don't, I, I'm pretty sure the last time I sat down and played through an entire Pokemon game probably was was high school, which at this point now would have been almost four years ago. Um, You're cool. Yeah, right? Uh, I was playing in high school. I was that kid. Um, but this was actually really, you know, a good a good way for me to kind of get back into the series. Um, and the biggest thing that I kind of didn't like in the last that they've done in the last few games was just, you know, it, it felt very childish. And I don't want to say that they didn't do that with this one. It definitely still has that feel. The first two hours of the game, oh my god, are so terribly slow and so boring that I was very nervous right off the bat. But I gotta say, they've added in a lot of new things that kind of got rid of the gripes that I had with the other games of, like, you don't need HMs associated with Pokemon anymore. You have things that just will do that instead of... It, it, well, it was really annoying in the previous ones and that like you would have to have an HM whore that you carried around. They did a lot of things that made the game a lot more strategic and focused on, like... Does anybody know what he's talking about? Okay, if no one... I'm just going to talk. <laughs> Whatever. They, they, they've just... They, they fixed a lot of things that I was kind of... I was getting very annoyed with because I wanted... What I always told my friends is I wanted a version of the game that was like, I'm not six years old. I want to play this game. And they haven't fixed that completely. I still would like to have that button. But, you know, it's... it's They've they've done a lot. They've... They've... <laughs> they've, they've fixed some of it, but... I, I liked it. It was very fun. The world was cool. I don't like that they kind of got rid of gym battles. You know, I wish they would have, um, uh, you know, it, it done something different there. They, they tried to do this whole different thing, but I wasn't a huge fan of that part. But I really liked the Pokemon they brought in. I really liked a lot of things like that. It's been, it, it, it's been real cool. It was a fun one to play. And sorry, I'm kind of freaking out here because there's a line brawl in Montreal versus Toronto right now. Sorry, this, this is necessary. This yeah, this is what is, happens. Oh, shit. Like a full line brawl right now. Well, not really anymore. Oh, Gauthier, and there was two other guys fighting, too. Fight. Oh, this, this is necessary. Normally, these fights are done by now. Yeah, so, Pokemon, Pokemon Moon, I mean, Pokemon Sun slash Moon. It was a fun one that I didn't expect to kind of enjoy as much as I did. I didn't expect to put as much time into it as much as I did, I think. It's... Took up a lot of my time. <laughs> it was a fun one, though. Well, uh, but Gold come, came in here and said he wishes that Sun and Moon were harder. He said no, he, I, he yeah. beat Moon in less than 24 hours. No, I, and I agree with you. That's part of the, the things I was upset about and that I, I, I still wish for a I'm not six-year-old mode of the game and that, especially this one, it would told you exactly where, you, where to go for everything. It was kind of weird, but they've they fixed other things. So yeah, they, they made it easier on some fronts, but I think they made it a little bit less frustrating. A less of a grind, I guess, is a way to kind of phrase it. Uh, All right, so right. that puts you to number three. Yep. All right, so top three games. So all you guys out there in the chat, be ready. We're going to open it up to ask you guys what your game of the year was and all your favorite games. So my number three game, and this is a shout-out to Gallant Gamers again, when I streamed on their channel last month, um, Doom. Holy fuck. 
Doom is awesome. Doom is an experience. Doom is balls to the wall, fucking nuts. When the music, the soundtrack is unbelievable, your heart rate is coming out of your fucking chest the entire time you're playing that game. It does not slow down. That game is perfection on so many levels. The only reason why it's not number one or number two for me is because the other two games are also fucking perfection in different ways. But I'm not a big nostalgic Doom guy. I didn't play Doom out the ass back in the day when the um, when they're at, at their peak of popularity, if you will. Doom's been around for absolutely wor uh, forever. But Doom, guys, if you can get Doom now, it's probably on sale on PSN, Xbox Live, P uh, Steam, whatever it is whatever go pick it up just buy it at full price support id support bethesda doom is fucking awesome it plays it's all about gameplay it's all about gameplay it is gameplay perfection the weapons the monsters the speed you're just moving so fast and it doesn't stop it just rolls 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 in with that soundtrack it fucks you up it is a great awesome super cool experience game and it's long there's tons of lore to it it's gorgeous doom is my number three so shout out to Doom, and shout out to Gallant Gamers, because I streamed that on their channel. Um, beat it, loved it, shout out to id, amazing. I can't I, I can't really say anything else about it. it you, you walk away from it, you're like, how the fuck did I four hours already fly by, and your heart rate's coming like through the roof. It, it, yeah. It's awesome. I, I guess I could, it's not one that I had on there, but it's one I could add to, you know, games that I wish I had played in 2016. I just, that's one I still don't know if I will, just because I have, so many still that I want to play, and I guess well, we're going far into 2017 where new games are also going to be coming out, so we'll see. It'll be in the back pocket, but so mine, uh, what I've actually done here is so for, I have two twos, so obviously I'm going to skip three. So guys, these two games, I, they're very similar, but like, um, I really can't put one over the other for very different reasons, and I know Kyle might not just, might not agree with me on this one, um, but uh, it's a, it, the two are Uncharted 4 and Rise of the Tomb Raider. I know you're going to give that face, and I know that's what the case is going to be, but I Uncharted 4, okay, it's on a whole other different level on storytelling than Rise of the Tomb Raider is. Like, I will full-heartedly agree to that. There is no complaint on that front. I, 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 I'm not saying, like, there are even complete different levels at that point. But Rise of the Tomb Raider was a game that not only, I, I played through it, I bought it twice. I bought <gasps> it on Xbox, and then once it did come back out on PlayStation, I bought it again, and I played it again. And this it's probably for both of them, even. The first run I did on Xbox, I probably put close to 30 hours, and now on PlayStation, I probably put close to 40 or 50 hours. It was just so much fun to play. And I don't know if you've listened to the most recent episode of PS I Love You, but Colin raved about it too and he said he's put multi he's put 30 hours into the game and it's that Still it was just it's not uncharted sure and 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 that's where i'm kind of difficult of like if, if uncharted's higher on my list than rise of the tomb raider but i both put two next to it and that if i had to pick one then i probably would go in with uncharted but just rise of the tomb raider was exactly the type of game that i wanted to play and that i enjoyed to play and that you don't have to be fully immersed into it you don't have to be fully focused but it's just really fun. The kind upgrading like a Ford system. Focus. Yeah, whatever. You just it was very fun and it was very exciting and it always felt like I was getting stronger. It always felt like there was I was excited to go find new things and never felt annoyed running around the map finding stuff. The map sizes were a perfect size. 
Um, it was it was unbelievably fun. And then Uncharted, which I'm sure you'll go into a lot of depth with, and that it's it, Naughty Dog. They they make the best stories. It was a story that I was amazed with the whole time. Um, it, it, again, I, I don't I will stand by it. Does not have as good a gameplay as Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think by any stretch. Um, but you you can't knock that much for just the story that comes along with it and the fun that still is associated with it because you're excited to find out what happens next you're excited to see what will happen and and i think naughty dog will find that spot i think they'll, they'll look at games like rise of the tomb raider and they'll figure out a way to throw that into their games along with the narrative they're telling but that's the reason why i, I, the I last actually of us yeah you sure no that's the last of us still my favorite game of all time like that hasn't changed and that was a game that did do that very well. They had the upgrade system. They had that. Um, I think, honestly, Rise of the Tomb Raider probably took a lot of their inspiration from that game. I was just surprised that Naughty Dog didn't do that very much in Uncharted, which it is a different type. They hadn't had in any of the previous ones. But that's kind of my reasoning for that. And Rise of the Tomb Raider will very much be going in my all-times all list because it was very, very fun. And I don't know if I'll go back to it again because, like I said, I've already played it twice. I've almost 100%ed it on both consoles. It was just, I've done my time with it and I very much enjoyed that time. All right, now the top two. Well, Brian just did his two and two. So my number two, and I know a lot of you guys out there in chat will agree or disagree that it's you know up this high on the list, but you'll think it's game of the year, uh, is uh, Overwatch. Overwatch is my number two. Um, Overwatch was one that I always heard so much about. It's coming from Blizzard, so obviously you know it's going to be perfection. Um, but it's one of those where I was just like, I played a little bit at trade shows and uh, conventions, but I didn't dive enough farther into it because I was always so busy to really grasp my wrap, wrap my head around it and grasp it completely. Um, but I bought it. I played it. I was addicted to it. I got hooked to it. I played the living shit out of it. And I'm still playing the living shit out of it. Hell, we're doing a two-hour community play with us as part of this 12-hour stream on community here any minute. Chat's going crazy. I know, chat's going crazy. But Overwatch is my number two because it's simply one core mechanic. It's multiplayer gaming. It has great balance. It has great controls. It has amazing outside-of-the-game stuff they're doing in that world from cosplay, the characters, the short films, the comics. All the shit they're doing is perfection. But that's not the game itself. The game itself is spectacular for what it is, but it's just multiplayer. And... People can argue it shouldn't have been $60 on consoles versus it wasn't as much uh, for PC. Um, whatever that argument is, because you compare it to a lot of other games where people are like, well, this only game should not have been worth $60, but then this one gets an exception. So that's where you can get really into the politics of it. But for what it is, a multiplayer game, it is totally worth the $60. I still continue to play it, so I totally get my money's worth. It is an amazing game. But because it is only a multiplayer game is the reason why it's not my number one because A, my personal preference is single player, story driven, massive cinematic experiences that immerse me into it. But don't get me wrong, this game I put fucking countless hours into and I continue to and I will continue to as I keep add more content to it and people continue to play it. So be, be here in about uh, an hour and a half where everybody will be playing it together. My number two, Overwatch. So you gotta do number one also. Oh, okay. And my number one, um, you don't need to say it too much more is Uncharted 4. Uh, Uncharted 4 for multiple reasons. Uncharted series as a franchise came out on the last generation of PS3. You see how it's progressed over the years. Your connection to these characters 
such as Sully, such as Nathan Drake, such as all of them. Now his new brother in this one. It's unbelievable. The connection you have with these characters, the voice acting, the graphics, the music and cinematography, everything they fucking do. And each time they add more and more elements, now it's like a semi-open world in certain parts of the map. And the way they ended it, and the way they have the characters, and the way they now continue to do it is absolute fucking perfection from storytelling from a gaming standpoint. No other games come up to that level when it comes to putting video games on a similar level as TV or movies or anything like that. And Naughty Dog continues and can, continues to do it. And yeah, little plugs like Crash Bandicoot was absolutely spectacular. And don't forget, it had a multiplayer. It has multiplayer. A very active, large online community multiplayer. It's actually very, very fun. I just don't do it. I played it for a few weeks, but because of other games, that I'm playing online at that time, Destiny, um, Overwatch, everything like that, you don't stick to it, because that's not Uncharted to me. Uncharted is the single player, but they do give you that extra added bonus, and they just added more DLC, the survival mode, where it's waves of enemies coming in. So Uncharted 4, because it is top to bottom the best game created that brings people into that world, is my number one. And Naughty Dog fucking continues to just make perfection. Time in, time out, they're coming out with single player DLC this year. And of course, we all saw The Last of Us Part 2 teased at PSX. Woo! So yeah, my number one is The Last of Us Part 2 tease. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, my number one, and uh, as I had mentioned earlier, Uncharted 4 and Rise of the Tomb Raider both were fantastic games that both probably themselves could be considered a game of the year. But I cannot emphasize enough of how far on a pedestal I put Overwatch above them for this year. And Overwatch is my number one, and Overwatch is my game of the year. And everything about the game is exactly what I love about video games. And The Last of Us, I have said before, is my favorite game of all time, because that was the perfect combination of a narrative and something that was very fun, that's something that was very exciting to play, plus the multiplayer was fantastic. And emotional. And very emotional, yeah. No, the, but the multiplayer on top of it was fantastic. It was everything that I looked for in a game and everything that I enjoyed. And Overwatch does everything of that, except it doesn't have a campaign, which was a bit of a downside. That's the whole complaint of, like, why was it 60 bucks? And I agree, when it first came out, it probably should have been $40, as it was on PC, but I guess that's what we get for consoles. The milk the um, yeah. yeah, they'll milk it because they can, because they well, know people will it, buy it. And but the install base is going to buy physical, versus sure. PCs buying digital. But it's, it's a case of that this game was not something I expected to enjoy, and it's not even something I was gonna buy. I was, I didn't buy it day one. I didn't buy it for the first two weeks. It was actually watching you stream, you stream the game that made me be interested in it. And from the moment I started it and getting my friends to purchase it, everything of such, it was just very exciting. And it's it's exactly what I look for in a video game now. And that it's, it's something I can play with others, it's something that I can play um, alone, and it's something that is just... What are you, what are your fi what are you doing? The oh. game finally finished installing! There we go, Battlefield 1's finally done. Because for but some reason just, the multiplayer wouldn't do it in the background, you have to load the game to install it. It's, it's, Sorry. it's just... The characters are so well balanced, it's, it's, as much as I used to obsess with Smash Bros back in the day, this is kind of the, the same idea, that it's an arena brawler, but it's just done so much more excitingly and so much more 
as a, in a perfect sense in that you can have the huge competitive scene, but it's also very fun for casuals and that there's one day if you want to run around as a support, you can. There's one day you want to go and just wreck, you can be a DPS. There's one day you want to keep everyone else alive, you go you go tank or something. Um, it's, it's, it's very exciting, it's a fun game, and it's something that... As simple as it is, just being an arena brawler, I, I keep going back to it. And Blizzard has been fantastic. I, I don't think I'm going to have to spend any more money on it because, you know, we complain about it being $60, but we've gotten uh, uh, is it two or three, two new maps now, I think, at this point. Yeah. We've gotten two new characters. There's a new character coming out soon. There's going to be... We don't Shut have to spend any... map, Oasis, right? Oasis is out. It's out now, and they, they aren't, they're not charging for that. The only thing you need to purchase if you want to are loot crates, but you don't have to in any stretch of the imagination. They're all cosmetic, and it's and so, yeah, that that's my rebuttal to the whole $60 thing, that you never have to spend another dollar on the game, and I think at this point, the last time I counted it, I was over 200 or something hours, 250 hours on the game. I have gone insane for this, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Today, before, or excuse me, yesterday, that's all I did from... You know, 9.30 at night until 2 in the morning was played Overwatch, and uh, competitive play has its ups and downs, I enjoy it, and it's I'm definitely at one of those downs right now, but it's uh, it's been exciting, I've liked it a lot, and uh, and that's why it's my number one, because it's not only is it my number one for this year, but it, it probably might be my number two of all time now moving there, just for the, the sheer amount of time I've played into it, the sheer amount of fun I've had, and... Not only myself, but I got my roommate to buy it. I got another roommate to buy a PS4 to buy it because he was wanting to play it so much. And it's it's been a fun one, and I don't think it's going anywhere for quite some time. So, so it basically, also I'm the reason you and all of them bought one, so I should get some money from Blizzard. Go, yeah, you can you can write them a, a letter. There you go. Go ahead. So, yeah. Well. There you go, guys. So that's our top 10 list each. Um, they're actually not too far off of each other, so that's actually pretty good. But I want to hear for the next five minutes before we move into our next segment where we bring Stephanie in and we play Overcooked and we give away more games. I know it's been a little while, so we got giving away Dead Rising 4, and I know Cat's chomping at the bit probably to drop some more shit for you guys. But I want to hear in the chat what you guys think. What are your game of the years? What's your top three games of the year? Did we not talk about certain games that you absolutely loved right now is your chance jump in the chat guys i want to see what your favorite games of the year were um, press seven if you love overwatch no 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 go in here and say <laughs> your favorite game and of course call us out if there's specific games that we missed i mean if there's games that we, and like i said from the beginning i had not played the new call of duty i had not played titanfall 2 i had not played final fantasy 15 like there's some games that i have not touched yet um that maybe would have made this list so i want to hear what you guys think uh there we go yeah give me the sevens there we go sleepy sleepy sloth <laughs> says his favorite game of the year was doom y you know I, I, it's I, right I, up there with it i will completely admit uncharted overwatch and doom are all completely different games and that's why the top three are so interchangeable regardless um Souza says no order xcom 2 okay that's a very big following Dishonored 2, another one that I have sitting there ready to play um, that was in most people's top 10s. Doom and Overwatch. So Overwatch! Ba -ba 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 that's, a, that's a great one. So, Souza, I mean, you're coming in great with some awesome uh, the games there. I mean, XCOM. Yeah, Twisted Knight says WWE 2K17, Watch Dogs 2, and Dishonored 2. So, there you go. Did you uh, play much of Watch Dogs or no? Watch Dogs 2? Yeah. I haven't even started it. I'm starting that tonight. Oh, that's right. That's okay. why it's on the list. 
that's just a game, again, another one I didn't want to drop $60 Supposed for. Supposed to be great. Greg Miller put on his top 10. Uh, Souza says, also Hyper Lit Light Drifter. Heard a lot about that. Indie of the year. Uh, I, Inside is another one that a lot of people have. I have it sitting on my PlayStation. Got it during the Christmas sale. Um, Casey says, RimWorld is really girl good. I've never even heard of RimWorld. No, I don't know what that is. It's kind of scary thinking, then. What is that? Mafia 3, all up there for Twisted Night. I put that oh, on my yeah. list of games I've played. Mafia 3 was close to making that top 10. Um, don't get me wrong, Mafia 3, free, free, free. Free. <laughs> is awesome. Um, so, I would totally throw that up there, possibly too. Uh, especially that first, was it hour or two hours of Mafia 3 is absolutely insane. The music and the soundtrack in that, uh, with the voice acting and how, like, uh, facing racial issues issues and stuff like that too well done game um uh gold says xenoverse 2 street fighter 5 street fighter definitely the fighting community uh blast blue central fiction i know nothing about those but i know it's got a following uh jordan says warhammer verminitide i didn't know a new warhammer game. yeah you used to play i didn't know the new warhammer came out this year did it oh yes yeah, I thought you yes, and Derek were talking no, about No, Derek that played the living shit out of it. Uh, shout out to OC Platinum. But yeah, I never got around to actually getting that. Um, yeah, so that actually might have made my list too, because I do enjoy those games. Fucking great game. Um, yeah, Guilty Gear XRD. So, I mean, there it is, guys. So 2016 clearly had a large amount of big games that we all really, really, really enjoyed. Um, you know, I think nope. my top three would stay as its top three but you know i think some of these other games titanfall watch dogs final fantasy do uh dishonored yeah, titanfall 2 didn't make your list did it i haven't played it yet no i have it sitting there like i said i have so many good games that just the holiday they need to start spreading we need to shit pull out oscars and we do this list in like february no we need to not have jobs and just sit at home and play or this that, stuff yeah. all day so if you guys want to hit that subscribe button exclamation point yeah, subscribe in Facebook, jbr Exclamation point, subscribe in the chat. If you guys want to subscribe to my game list, it's only $3.99. You get awesome perks and all that good stuff. Help make this dream a reality. Yeah. Uh, Astroneer looks really promising. I've heard of that too. I don't know what it is though, Casey. Uh, Titanfall 2 was great. Yeah, a lot of people love Titanfall 2. Uh, so I'm excited to give that a shot. Now, exclamation point, subscribe, brother. Brother. There it is. So you, Like I said, guys, if you want to support me, support it. I'm going heat. The coffee's kicking in. Uh, Whoa! You know, there it is. And there it usually hits the coffee button. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Every, people sit listening to this podcast in their car are just going to absolutely flip their shit. You know what? It happens. Uh, oh, you won the raffle, eh? Um, Alright, guys, so we're going to wrap up recording of this episode of the Games Reloaded podcast. But we're going to get into doing our next raffle starting in just a moment. We're going to give away a copy of Dead Rising 4 on the Xbox One. So thank you for everybody. And remember, you can subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitch at twitch.tv slash penguinrage. Um, the podcast is also available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pornhub. Um, and then, of course, um, follow on Twitter at Penguin Rage Live and f subscribe to the Discord. And we, in previous, if you were following, we're being pretty consistent and releasing one about every two weeks. We kind of with being the holiday time, we haven't been able to figure anything out quite yet of consistency of when we're going to do it. 
but hopefully again, you know, once it gets a little bit more towards the middle of January, we'll try and be a little bit more consistent with it. Maybe try and shorten them down a little bit so we don't spend as much time with them, but you know, be more focused on the topic so we can make it like that. But keep a lookout for it. We're going to try and keep it moving again. But uh, again, look out for this, uh, the, the tweets, things like that. Announcing, we'll probably keep doing them live on Twitch because it's just a good way to go ahead and get publicity with them. But hey, keep a lookout for the Games Reloaded podcast. We'll keep you guys updated with it. But uh, I know we've been, uh, we've been behind on those, but hopefully we'll be able to 2017. Yep. resolution so if you can uh, there's the link to the youtube so go subscribe and thank you everybody that's listening on youtube or on podcasting services this has been an episode of the games reloaded podcast and we'll be back again some other time